What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? The guest on the final part of this two-part episode of the podcast is absolutely incredible and is a jack-of-all-trades in real estate. Don is an Uxbridge, Massachusetts native and is an astounding real estate investor, realtor, commercial property manager, and hard money loan originator. He really does it all. This interview altogether was filled with some really life-changing tips. In the back half of this episode, we get into how to open the doors to opportunities and creating your team, changing the lives of the younger generations through entrepreneurship and finance, our thoughts on entrepreneurial skills being taught in schools, and so much more. There is a bunch of really cool info in this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. That kind of goes back to the whole, uh, you know, direct marketing. Yep. Is I know shit about marketing direct to uh, motivated sellers, right? I, I knew how to send out some mailers and, you know, things like that, um, you know, on the real estate side. Uh, but, you know, this was a whole new, you know, world for me to navigate. So, you know, it would have took a lot of time, a lot of effort, probably a lot of wasted resources to try to figure it out myself yep. um, versus connecting with the people that were already kicking ass at that particular yeah. thing that I was looking to do. And, um, you know, that probably significantly, um, accelerated the time to get that marketing machine going versus if I would have, you know, done it myself, I probably wouldn't have been marketing to the right pool of people or utilizing the right tools and resources and software. And, um, you know, who better to, to learn from and talk to than the people that are already doing it. Right. And um, that's what great coaching and and mentorship is, is all about. Yeah. I mean, even especially too, like if it's, if you haven't necessarily met like some of those people yet, like, and like, you know, kind of formed a good relationship, but also looking at like, you know, resources like bigger pockets and, and YouTube and podcasts and stuff <laughs> like literally, man. So one of the first times that I sent out mailers, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what I was doing. Like I was literally getting like public data from the MLS, right? And right. I was, I was, trying, I was you know, got the list that way. And <laughs> I, I downloaded like an absentee owner list. And so like the way it shows on there, you probably know, but I'll just kind of explain it anyways, is like, there's usually two addresses on there. So like, there'll be one for the actual like subject property that you would be marketing to right. as well as the actual owner's mailing address. Well, right, right. You're right. Exactly. Yeah, the property I, address and the mailing address. Yep. Exactly. So because I wasn't sure what I was doing, I sent like 50 of them to um, the actual subject properties themselves instead of the owner's like address. Right. And like people were responding so, <laughs> to me saying like, oh, right. nobody lives here. And like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that and that's 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 why it's important, like, you know, utilizing software like investor hub because it's scrubbing out the list all right this owner owns 25 properties 
you know, only send the message to the one owner one time versus sending out 25 pieces of uh, marketing to 25 different houses. So you're, you're only targeting the owner versus the properties. That's a really, but big... again, that's a mistake I would have made if, if, uh, if it wasn't for that, you know, uh, uh, coaching. Exactly. You know, like there's a ridiculous amount of power in, in having those resources. You know, like, yeah, it was, you know, a stupid little mistake, cost me some money, whatever. But like, if you like dig a little bit more into it and, you know, be able to have those people to, to ask the questions to and stuff, like bigger picture and like just generally speaking, like you'll make a lot less of those mistakes and have a lot more practical, meaningful action um you know right from the get-go um you know like if there was somebody to tell me like hey dude like you know obviously send it to the mailing address not the actual house itself you know the tenants are probably (laughs) looking at it like who's this kyle guy like this doesn't make any sense (laughs) right right and they're not incentivized to pass that information on to a landlord because they don't want you know anyone buying that property anything happening with that landlord you know relationship so that, that basically goes right in the trash or delete on a, you know, voicemail, a text message if you're targeting the wrong person. Yeah. Like, and it's something like as simple as that, you know, like you look at the wrong column on a spreadsheet and you already spent like 50 something bucks, you know what I mean? Like if you have that right. person there, <laughs> you know, to kind of like run your process by them or like, you know, see how they like do their marketing and stuff. Like they might tell you to completely get rid of like, you know, the subject property columns, literally just look at one column and, you know, the contact. So like, you can't mess it up. You know, there's literally like one set of information there, but like, if you haven't really connected with the people to, um, you know, be able to ask those kind of questions to like, yeah, you know, you're probably going to make that mistake (laughs) and you know, that's okay. Like, you know, as long as you learn from it and everything, but like you're, like you mentioned, you know, if you have those people, you might be able to kind of avoid those kind of mistakes. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you won't make that mistake again next time, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you learn from it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, I, I, like one thing I kind of want to get into too, is like, like meeting those people and, and those like mentors, so to say. I feel like like now in today's day and age with like the power of social media and, you know, like YouTube, uh, Instagram podcasts, you know, like all this kind of stuff. I feel like it's, (laughs) it's never really been easier. Like to kind (laughs) of, sorry. Um, I feel like it's never really been easier to like meet the people that you're looking for. You know, like, right. I was just telling um, somebody yesterday, like an, another person, you know, starting to uh, like get into real estate investing and wholesaling and stuff. And I was telling him, I'm like, hey, man, like you got to check out LinkedIn. Like if you want to meet like all the investors in your area or, you know, like loan officers in Massachusetts or literally like LinkedIn is a phenomenal place for it because, you know, you can search for right. like, occupation as well as put in like, you know, a location. So like, oftentimes I would use um, like real estate investors in the greater Boston area, you know, and then like you're connected with all these people (laughs) and like, you know, once it shows that they, you know, accepted it, they connected it, 
then like all you have to do is reach out to them, you know, and just kind of, you know, see if they want to have a conversation. And like, I feel like most of the time, like people love to, to kind of tell their story, you know, and um, as well as network and stuff at the same time. And like social media is, is yeah. free for the most part, you know, it's just like kind of using it in a different way. Yeah. No, no one has an excuse now to not be able to, to reach out and, and ask questions or, or try to network. I mean, you know, I, I'm not a social media uh, guru by any chance. Um, really, um, you know, LinkedIn has really been my only focus, but, you know, it, it, there's such a power in the ability to network, um, you know, there with like-minded individuals, um, yep. w- w- which I love, but, you know, there's so many other opportunities, whether it's someone on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, whatever your chosen uh you know communication is um out to the world is what you should really tap into but uh, you know for the most part if anyone is interested in real estate investing i think the group of people in real estate investing are very very open to you know networking and having a conversation or grabbing a cup of coffee or jumping on the phone or yeah a podcast like this i mean people vary i mean i've never come across anyone that's like oh no you you know stop calling me stop but you know everyone seems like they're willing to give you you know you know a few minutes of their their valuable time they're all busy you know they're all uh, have uh, a bunch of things going on but i've always been you know felt very welcomed reaching out to uh um, anyone i've ever reached out to to ask a question or 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 whatever and that might lead to some really cool opportunities whether it's a you know a joint venture kind of thing or like in my case a a coaching opportunity um or even an opportunity i reached out to you had another guest on chris roach um you know, to ask us some questions and, and have a conversation. And we had coffee, which led to an opportunity to uh, um, work with him on the hard money, uh, you know, side of things. So um, you just never know just by reaching out what, what that could lead to. You're right. I couldn't agree more, man. It, it really is. <coughs> it really is unbelievable. You know, like the doors that open when you literally just talk to people, you know, and even like, yeah, I, I totally agree with you about like the real estate investing community as a whole. Like it was extremely eye-opening to see that like, literally like, I don't think I've ever met anybody like in this industry that like you said, you know, has been like, so like self-centered and self-reserved and like, you know, not wanting to, to help you. Like, would you say it's kind of like, because of how much of a team sport it is? Like, you know, like, like, I don't know how to word it, I guess. Like, you kind of have to work together with others, um, you know, to be able yeah. to create those visions and stuff. Like, I've tried to, like, kind of put a, a point on it before, but, like, I just, I don't really get it. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's just, like, extremely nice and, like, wants yeah, to and, and I love it. <laughs> I mean, listen, everyone is very competitive, but, you know... It, there's no instance where people like, I'm not going to talk to you because I don't want you to cut in on my terror or whatever it is. You don't, you don't see any of that. And I'm sure it exists, but you know, it's probably so limited as you just can't, you know, be afraid just to pick up that phone or send that email or send a text or, 
yep. reach out to whatever social media platform that you're on just to ask a question. And you know what? The worst case scenario is, hey, I don't have time right now, but, you know, let's connect down the road. Um, but most times they're, you know, most people are, are willing to, and, and especially in a, a networking, you know, platform like LinkedIn, people on there for a reason is to network, is to share business ideas, it's to, you know, network within, you know, the industries that, that you're focused on. So um, that is a great platform for anyone uh, looking to, to network, um, you know, as you mentioned earlier. It really is. You know, like one thing that I've kind of started to see too, is like, <laughs> for the most part, like some of the like very, very successful people out there, you know, whether it's like an investor or a property manager, like, I feel like, you know, they tend to help out the most people. I mean, like, obviously, generally speaking, but like, so like, they're kind of doing their thing, but they're also, um, you know, showing others like how to come up as well and, and just kind of bring up people together. Um, and it, it really is. Nice. Right. Hey, buddy, how you doing? <laughs> hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, he, he's a future uh, future real estate investor. Here. Of course, I'll uh, I'll have him on the podcast someday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Three years, I'll have him on. He'll, he'll have uh, some <laughs> some multi families by then. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Ooh, um, what is something that you thought about business networking or wealth creation that kind of changed as you went along, like as you progressed? Oh boy. Um, I think, you know, we'll, we'll kind of stick on that, you know, topic of just networking, you know, I've always been the kind of person that was like, you know, I'm going to operate individually. I'm going to figure it out. Um, yeah. you know, if, if I, you know, but if there's a challenge, I'm going to be able to, you know, figure it out. But, um, I really learned to ask questions and ask for advice and help and, um, you know, guidance. And that's really helped, you know, uh, a, a lot, um, you know, in my, in my business uh, world and um, you know, whether it's on, you know, the, the investment side or even the real estate sales side is, um, you know, just being able to just open up to, uh, you know, other people in the industry and share ideas is something I was a little scared to do at first. And as a, that's why I said, just do it. I mean, make that phone call, go to an REA, uh, REI uh, meetup, you know, a lot of people are very nervous to attend, you know, those meetups. I certainly uh, was, but, you know, you, you meet a lot of great people there and don't, you know, I never, and I'm sure you have, and never ever once felt intimidated by, you know, meeting someone else in the industry. So, yeah. um, you know, another great example of that is when I first had my real estate license, I joined a large uh, brokerage as one of, you know, hundreds of uh, real estate agents. And I felt like I wasn't getting the, you know, the support or the, um, you know, level of uh, training as I thought, you know, I would. And um, so I kind of randomly reached out to um, a, a, a local uh, broker here in the Uxbridge area, the small office has a handful of uh, agents and just said, Hey, you know, let's go for grab a cup of coffee. And 
that cup of coffee turned into a four hour conversation. At the end of that conversation, we shanked hands. I was joining his brokerage. And since joining that brokerage, I did a number of deals um, that he helped, you know, with lead generation and, you know, help navigate through the, uh, the sales um, process. And, and now um, I'm able to, to, you know, build a business um, based on that, you know, support and, and leveraging, you know, him, um, you know, versus being in this big corporate uh, brokerage office. And if I never picked up the phone and asked him to go for coffee, I, I would still be sitting there one of a uh, hundred agents, not really getting, you know, lead volume and stuff. So, um, you know, five years ago, I probably, you know, wouldn't have picked up that phone. Right. So um, those are some of the lessons I learned over the years is, you know, even in my you know career, um, being able to reach out to other property managers and uh, other people in my company. Yeah, I work for a very large, you know, Fortune 50 company, uh, global company. And there's there's people that do the job a lot better than I do. And I just had to learn to pick up the phone and, you know, ask questions. And um, that's probably been my biggest, um, I guess, learning opportunity over the last five years in, in business is just the power of uh, networking. Yeah. I don't blame you at all, man. Like starting off and especially going to meetups and stuff, they definitely are extremely intimidating. Like to start off, you know, because like you feel like you're like such a little fish in this big ocean and like, you know, like these guys are, are all like, you know, yeah. like doing all this really. Hey, these guys stuff. done thousands of deals and yeah. you know, I'm trying to get my first deal. What, 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 <laughs> how much value could I, you know, I add to that? And um, it, it's, you know, it's really not like that at all. I mean, I, you know, it's just a group of the like-minded individuals trying to accomplish the same things. And, and, and that's really what that community is all about. It really is. Like I, I totally fell in love with it, you know, and, and like, especially I want to kind of go back to um, what you were talking about, like with your first company as an agent as well. I did the same type of thing. Like I, I joined, um, it was a bigger like chain company, uh, I think they're nationwide. I'm not sure, but <laughs> you know, it was great and everything, you know, starting off, but like there was only like a little bit of training and like getting questions and stuff answered was, it was really tough, you know, cause it was the same, same type of thing. You know, I was probably one of like 80 agents in the office or something, right. you know, and like there are some people at the top that are absolutely killing it, you know, and, and doing like ridiculous amounts of uh, like sales and stuff. But then the people who are kind of starting off, it's, I feel like it's, I mean, generally speaking, like really difficult to start off, you know, and like I, I ended yeah. up making a transition recently um, to Candor and I, it's, it's literally been life-changing, man. Like just like a much smaller, <coughs> um, uh, yeah, like just a much smaller group, you know, with like-minded people and you know, being able to kind of have those people that you look up to that, you know, you, you have the support to, to be able to, to take action and stuff, you know, and it's a complete game changer, right. <laughs> especially like, <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I was saying in, you know, in, you know, with those smaller brokerages, it, it's, it's a boutique style you know the 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 broker can give you much more attention yeah. you know they can share lead volume you know it's, it's easier to share lead volume when you have three or four agents in the office versus a hundred yeah. um you know and 
you, you can service the customers really well too because it is a boutique you, you don't have 500 clients you know that the brokerage is 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 helping at the, any particular time it's it's a truly you know almost a, a, a one-on-one concierge level um service and, and i love that and um you know, I, I don't feel like I'm part of a, a factory or machine that's just pumping out, you know, lead after lead. Um, I really feel like I'm making an impact on, on my time with that client to help them throughout the process. And again, you know, I have a full time W2 job, which which I love. So, um, you know, I, I can't you know have 10 clients at, at any given time. But you know, the one, two or three clients that I have, I can really give really close attention to and, and really help mentor them through that home buying or, or sales process. I totally agree. You know, it's, it's literally just the game changer. Like it's a completely separate experience, you know, being able to have that, right. that level of support. Um, and yeah, I mean, like just being able to be a lot more like relationship based than like just about the transaction. You know, and like, just kind of like you said, you know, be able to really like hit home and, and dig deep to be able to help those clients out like as, you know, as best as possible, um, you know, instead of really, you know, just having like a bunch of clients and like you have to divvy your time between all of them. And, um, you know, like, <coughs> I guess, you know, things could be a little bit more transactionally based instead of like relationship. <laughs> um but yeah and and, you know and and like your point you know your real estate business on the sales side was a niche of house hacking right you're you're the the house hacking agent so (laughs) why not join a uh, a brokerage that focuses exclusively on (laughs) on investments and that's what you did and and i'm sure that's really helped your business versus you know a, a big you know um you know, corporate engine that, you know, is focused on a million different things. Now you can really focus on the business or that niche that you created for yourself. So um, we're definitely aligned in the same thought processes there. Of course. Yeah. And like, I'm definitely not, um, I guess, kind of on like the big companies, like they're, you know, fantastic and everything. It just, I feel like it isn't for everybody, you know, especially like our kind of mentality as well, you know, from the investment portion, like I remember at the last company I was at, um, I remember asking, uh, <clears throat> you know, somebody kind of higher up that I, I kind of looked up to, you know, if there was any agents in the office that were, you know, did a lot more like investment multifamily kind of deals. And like in a huge office, there was literally like, you know, one agent um, that I was kind of referred to. So, you know, I sent this nice woman an email and she's like, oh, you know, I, uh, I'm actually working on my first multifamily deal right now. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, that's awesome. And everything, you know, it's just, it's a different style, you know, between like just the emotional, um, you know, getting people like their forever homes versus like making them income from rental properties. And stuff. Like it's a completely right. different field of thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a completely different, you know, customer and, and approach and, and marketing, you know, um, you know, for that. And, and obviously with, um, you know, that great 
that group over at Candor, um, you know, I, I focus, yeah, uh, on, uh, or watch them close and LinkedIn. They're doing some amazing things. So obviously you have a great group to learn from, uh, in, in that particular, uh, segment. So that's great. I'm glad you made that change. And I'm, like I said, I'm sure you're learning a lot and, uh, it's going to help your business grow uh, exponentially. Thank you very much, man. I, my life literally has changed, um, you know, since joining the team. And I want to thank everybody over there. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> just a quick little plug in. Um, ooh. Don, do you read? And what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone? You know, I, I love reading, obviously, uh, um, do less of it nowadays with just so much going on, um, yeah. trying to build two businesses, have a full-time job and, and, and raising kids and, you know, trying to be a, you know, present, uh, member of the family. But, you know, at nights I try to read my favorite books by far are the bigger pockets, um, books and, you know, throw a dart at any one of them. They're, they're great learning, but, um, um, I'm going to plug a couple books here. If you don't mind, uh, Go for it, yeah. Brandon Turner has a great book here, uh, investing in real estate with no and low money down. Now, um, up until this year, when I started really get involved in bigger pockets, you know, I was always under pressure. You had to go to the bank, ask for a loan, 20% down, 25% down. Um, but there's so many different ways to invest in real estate with very little money. And, and this book really does a great job outlining a lot of those strategies. So for newbie investors, um, you know, you don't have to go the conventional route where you're putting, you know, 20% down and um, have to go get a conventional loan. There's so many great other things out there. Um, the other book I love is um, because I'm focused on the growing the the real estate side of things is sold by uh, David Green. Um, great, great information. Even if you're not a real estate agent, there's a lot of great tips in there. Even if you are on the real estate investing side, or even if you owned a business or, or you know, a, a company outside of real estate, there's so much great information out there. I'm building a business, um, marketing the business. Uh, um, and really trying to grow, you know, outside of that kind of W2 mindset where you're punching in at eight, punching it out at five is really focusing on the activities that's going to generate the most value or impact to, uh, to your business. It kind of like, you get that holy shit moment. Like you know, when you, when you try to build a business, you, you, you're, you're acting as if you're a W-2 employee where, where you're staying busy, right? Because someone's paying me for my time. I just want to stay busy, right? And I'm trying to work on a million different things and micro, uh, a multitask and all that sort of stuff. But when, when it's your business, no one's paying you for your time, Yeah, yeah. right? You have to put in as much effort on the things that it's going to generate, um, you know, revenue. So um, you have to almost switch over that, that flip that switch when, when it's your own business and you're self-employed versus some paying you, um, you know, for your time. And this book does a great job outlining that. So that's why I always recommend that book. Um, book is so you know, good. my, my nephew, he is, he is just in high school. 
uh, you know, he completed his freshman year and, and I got him hooked on to bigger pockets and he's really, really interested in the real estate investing world. And I, and I introduced him the book, um, rich dad, poor dad. He oh loves it. He, he gobbled yes. that information up. I wish I read that book when I was his age versus when I was in my, you know, thirties, it would have totally changed my life and trajectory. Um, if I would have read that book 10 or 20 years earlier than, uh, than I did. So, but, you know, go on a bigger pockets, uh, anyone that's looking for a great read, pick out any of the books. They have some great authors, Brandon Turner, David Green, they, they've been there, done that a lot of great information. So uh, check out those books. Those books are absolutely amazing. I actually uh, just finished sold uh, a couple weeks ago. That book was so good, man. Like, I feel like I have to kind of read it again, like just to really like digest it, you know, like the pages are covered. Right and highlights and everything and like there's so much information in that book and <laughs> I really like what you said about like even if you're not a real estate agent either like I feel like that book like the principles in it apply to like a lot of different um you know niches and stuff and yeah, yeah. like there's yeah. A any business that you're in that book really uh you know, can resonate. So, uh, you know, he did a great job with that book and, um, you know, it's it certainly, it, it's, you know, books are meant to highlight and take notes and full pages, you know, they're not meant to stay um, pristine. They so when yeah. you see a book covered in notes, you're, you're really doing a good job. That's what, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and I love to, uh, what you did for, it was your nephew, right? What rich dad, poor dad. Yep. Yep. That is Absolutely. You know, he was asking me about real estate investing and, and where to start. I said two things. Number one, join Bigger Pockets. He's already been on some of the uh, the webinars on how to buy your first property and all that sort of stuff. And then I said the second thing you need to do is is read this book. And uh, <laughs> since then, he's bought multiple books. He's bought several books on uh, real estate investing, and every once in a while, he'll text me some recommendations. So, uh, I love, who knows? We, we might do a deal one day when he's. When, when he's ready that would that would be awesome wow oh my god <laughs> and i'm gonna do the same thing for my kids you know as soon as my kids are are old enough to comprehend you know the information that rich dad poor dad book that that book is uh, uh going in there and that just made my day man like my, my daughter's over there saying no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That literally just made my day, you know, like, yeah, she's like no more reading. I don't want <laughs> keep trying to make her read. And now that she's on summer break, it's like, yeah, you know, we, we got to keep trying to make her read. And she just wants to enjoy summer. So she heard me mention, you know, reading a book. She's like, no. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to take my train and we <laughs> Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that literally like right. my day, man. Like that you changed your nephew's life so much already. And like that he loves this stuff at that age. Like that's that's incredible. Like <laughs> like literally like yeah. just being able to Yeah, I, I I wish I wish I had that mentality back then. You know, I, I was young. I always just wanted to have, you know, fun and, and do things and you know, hopefully he uh you know, for success really early in life, um, yeah. you know, that, that, you know, it took me 20 years to figure out, he can figure out pretty quick, just like yourself, man. I mean, 
when I was your age, I was just so focused on, you know, the, the corporate ladder and, and working my ass off for someone else and getting promotions and acquiring, you know, things versus focused on, you know, generating capital to redeploy into making, you know, more money. Um, again, those are lessons that I wish I learned, you know, earlier in life and, and were able to adopt earlier. So you, my friend, are, are, are going to be leaps and bounds over most people just because of uh, what you're doing at, at, you know, your age. So I applaud you for that. And, and that's the hope I have for someone like my nephew that, and, you know, my kids, you know, teach them a little differently about, you know, how to get started before you kind of get sucked in that black hole of life, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> once you're in it, it's it is really hard it's like you're being on the hamster wheel um and you know uh, i got caught up in it everybody that you know basically 99 percent of people get caught up in that and and i don't want that for my kids and and you know also my nephew that's that's looking to get a jump start so that's awesome that uh um you know he's taking it to heart so uh Hopefully we, we can connect here on another podcast and, and, and he can be on and talk about some deals that he did. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Todd. I, I really do appreciate <laughs> it. Cause like, think about it this way too. Like, because you told your nephew about this stuff, like he might tell a couple of his friends and like, you know, they might right. get into right. this kind of mindset and uh, like different, like alternative path. And then they might tell their friends, Right. Like, I love thinking about that kind of thing. Like, just because, you know, like you showed like these concepts, you know, to someone very close to you, like it could spread like much further, um, you know, than you might think, you know, like you might have touched like a bunch of lives, like just because, um, you know, you showed your nephew like, a, you know, a couple things and he took like a love to it, you know, like I just I love that kind of like unknown i guess you know because you're like willing to you know teach people and everything like that and and kind of show them something different than what society has like it might actually be going like 10x farther than you think it will and like being able to really like hit home on people's lives you know and how they live them and the paths they take and um yeah that's that's absolutely incredible yeah. And, you know, I, I took this away on one of the bigger podcast episodes was, you know, we teach our kids two things, right? We teach them stay in school, get a great education and get a great career. Or we teach them, you know, graduate high school, get a job, you know, whether that's a trade or whatever union job. Yeah. Um, but we never give them a third option, which is entrepreneurship, right? Building wealth for yourself. Um no one ever talks about that, you know, at a young age, you know, every teacher, every guidance counselor, everybody talks about, you know, those two paths in life. It's either, you know, get a great education, get a great job, which, you know, what's a great job nowadays, or, you know, get a trade and, you know, go through the union and, and, and you know, apprenticeship and all that. But um, a lot of people don't talk about, well, there's also a third option and it's called entrepreneurship and, and building wealth for yourself. So, um, I want to also offer that opportunity to my kids as well, not just, you know, those two options, but there's also this third option called entrepreneurship. Yeah, definitely. And like the thing that really bothers me is like, 
you know, like those teachers and stuff, like, you know, if you love your profession, like, and you know, you were meant to be a teacher, you love it. Like, that's fantastic. Like that, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, that's amazing. That's great. But like, I feel like most of them that kind of keep pushing you along, you know, like that, those same two paths, like they don't know about the third option either. And like that bothers the hell out of me, man. Like literally there was a, so I was in community college for a year before I said uh, F that and went back into the trade. And um, I remember (laughs) there was this uh, English class that I was in and my professor, she was an absolute sweetheart. She was great. And there was this paper that we had to write and You know, I was talking about something having to do with investments. I forget what exactly what it was, but like I wrote, you know, ROI, like a couple different spots throughout the paper and, you know, passed it in, whatever. She corrected it and she came over to me and she's like, what does Roy mean? And man, like my heart, sank. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Oh, my God. Like that hit me hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like she's, you know, sounded like she really enjoyed teaching, but I was like, like, did she miss out on this entire, like, like, like opportunity, like something completely different. And she was an older woman, you know what I mean? So like, I mean, one, (coughs) one can only assume, you know, that like, she just kind of took the path, you know, that 99% of people take, but it literally just broke my heart, man. Like that, that she has yeah. never really kind of seen anything different you know and like that's one of those stories uh, that i'm not uh, gonna forget like i'm like oh my god like at least <laughs> i mean like entrepreneurship definitely isn't for everybody but like i feel like there should be to some degree like everybody should kind of um get like an introduction to it you know what i mean like a, a very basic knowledge um you know, as an alternative of something that you can do, you know, if it clicks with you, like, cause yeah, yeah, like I said, that, that totally like hit me really hard when she didn't know what return on investment meant. I'm I'm a, yeah, (laughs) I'm a huge advocate that they should, they should teach that somehow, some way in, in school. And you mentioned, you know, maybe it's not an in-depth entrepreneur but you know really kind of entrepreneurial skill set or um, you know investment savvy skill set at a young age to kind of build those skill sets in that mindset at, at a young age um, you know versus you know waiting to kind of have that life uh, you know uh, experience uh, thrown at you because I think it will help really jump start a lot of people and yeah. in the right direction but you know this, this is not the education system that we have and yeah. um, hopefully one day you know we, we can uh, work on, on changing that yeah see but like what i think is interesting too is <coughs> like <coughs> i don't i don't think it's really like super bigger picture like i don't know if it's like just not in the traditional education systems um like best benefit to teach that stuff because like if you're trying to like mass produce right you know the workers and, and the people working nine yeah five, i agree you know like you know what i mean like i totally 110 percent agree with you man like there should be yeah. something taught in school like anything at all like past you know what is in school now 
but like just trying to think about it from a much like different angle like bigger picture like if you make less workers and more business owners like then will that kind of put a shift in society you know what i mean like i've never really kind of talked about it yeah like what do you think dude you you brought up a great point because you know kind of like that you know beehive mentality where you know the queen bee is pumping out tons of worker bees right drones 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 and once in a while we'll have a queen bee right to to kind of keep that cycle going but um you made a great point where you know we need to continue to feed the economy and if there's more business owners entrepreneurs than there are workers well then the system we have right now um won't work the way you know they want it to but i i think that shift is coming because you see a lot more people nowadays with you know alternative ways and whether that's you know like being an influencer or whatever you know yeah yeah different ways of, of earning a living versus going to punch the time clock um and, and there's nothing wrong with that i've been working for you know 20 years um and there's you know it provides me a, a sense of a comfortable life a steady paycheck great benefits yeah. you know a, a retirement that you know who knows i'll be able to utilize one day or not but there, there's there's a sense of comfort there right. um but at the same time um you know, I, I think people want more than just that. And, and, and we're seeing a shift in, in, in the world, especially since COVID, where people are, you know, quitting more now than, you know, in, in rates way quicker than they have in the past, where people are like, you know, th there's just definitely other paths out there uh, for me versus, uh, you know, going to the office. And, and we'll probably see a lot more of that you know, in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Uh, there's definitely a shift in, in people's mindset outside of, uh, you know, the way we've been doing it the last 100 years, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting, you know, to see what those time periods look like. You know, I feel like, like uh, you know, to your point, like, I feel like it's a lot more um, accepted by society you know, to kind of have those like, you know, Instagram influencer jobs or like YouTuber jobs, like the amount of little kids that I've heard that want to be YouTubers now is like off the charts. You know what I mean? Like they see these guys, you know, they play yeah. video games for a living or like, you know, review toys or something like that. Like they want to be that kid now, you know, like they don't want to be like an accountant or something like that. You know, like they want to be the guy, <laughs> you know, like I'm curious to see what that's going to look like. You know, I mean, like, yeah, you know, people yeah. want to be like TikTok famous and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's different now, and it's going to be interesting to see what. Yeah, happens. my my six year. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, my six year old daughter is is you know she'll she'll have her iPad up and you know I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm I'm doing a YouTube video, which she really isn't. But you know, I'm like, yeah. that's just the mentality. Kids yeah. are, you know they're not playing with the barbie dolls or whatever she's yeah, you yeah. know pretending she's on youtube it's so funny yep it's crazy you know because like that's the thing now like that's that's a whole different kind of shift in itself you know it's like you know what the like who the influencers are like that are influencing 
you know, like the kids growing up now, you know, like who, who they look up to now and want to be like, you know, I mean, yeah. Like the people who are playing like video games on Twitch and stuff, you know, like they're, they're on the freaking news sometimes, you know what I mean? Like winning tournaments and stuff and like kids want to, I feel like a lot of kids want to be in those kind of roles now. It, it brings us back to kind of how we started this conversation on marketing. Yeah. And all they are <laughs> is, is a marketing engine, right? And it, it, it's about, you know, an influencer is the same thing we talked about in, in, the, in the real estate business. It's someone that, you know, you know, like, and trust, right? And, and that's what that is. And, you know, just to kind of bring it back to that, you know, conversation starters you know that's all it is is marketing in a different way you know that that is um adapted to to how we prefer to receive uh information and and our kids are are glued to the freaking ipads and all that (laughs) shit nowadays so um it's just a marketing engine to get in front of that um audience and people compensated you know for that so yep I think that, yeah, that's, it ties in really nicely, you know, and like, like, how can you, you know, take that guy that like your kids are watching on YouTube and like, how can you take your business to that level? You know, and like, how can you be the guy who like people like just gravitate to, you know, for whatever you're doing and, um, you know, just like, yeah, like building the brand and, you know, like stemming back to, you know, what we were talking about with, uh, like the direct to seller marketing, you know, earlier in the episode, like how can you get in front of those sellers over and over and over and over again, you know, to be the guy that they think of when it's time for them to make a move, you know? And like, I don't don't know. It's, it's really fun to think about, like, especially when it comes to business, like what can you do that's in your power to like spread, (laughs) spread your brand that much to, to kind of be the guy that, you know, is on the front page, quote unquote, you know, and um, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I could talk to you for hours, Don. Thank you very, very much for coming on here, man. I'm very, very, very excited to have you on and uh, and talk to you again, man. Where um, where on social media can you be found? You know, like the business, um, um, you, your agent stuff, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, re- really LinkedIn is, is the only, um, you know, uh, w- way to, uh, you know, reach me and, and, um, you know, so definitely, uh, uh on that way. Um, and, uh, you know, our, our flipping business is a website, 3dredevelopment.com. Um, and then, uh, on, on the real estate sales side is a uh, heritage and uh, com. So, Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity, Kyle, uh, to come on and, uh, uh, you know, chance to, to have a, you know, dialogue around the world of real estate investing and, and, you know, hopefully this message just gets out to one person. And if I can, you know, impact that one person through this conversation, um, awesome, you know, great ROI on both of our times, but man, keep doing what you're doing. It's a great show. Um, I, 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 I guess I've been listening uh, since the beginning and, what I really love about this show is it's, it's, it's local, right? It's hyper local um, in, in the, you know, areas that we work, live and play. 
Um, but you have great guests on from all different backgrounds, from people just starting out to people have been doing it and very successful um, for a long time to people that are just, you know, interested in, in the idea about real estate investing. And then um, also, you know, in, in other areas like insurance or other, you know, um, wealth creating uh, areas. So keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully, um, um, you, you inspire a lot of people to to perhaps look at wealth in, in a different way and, in, 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 you know, building capital and, and revenue in, in a different way. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for having me on. And um, I would like to come back on at, at some point, hopefully have some success stories and, and a follow up from, you know, uh, the flipping business with the marketing that we've been doing and kind of talk about uh, some of the results. So um, we'll talk soon and, and maybe get back on uh, as a follow up from this episode. Definitely, man. Thank you very, very much. You have no idea. That really, uh, that really hits me. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, guys, that concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully, you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.